Just lay them out. Test, test. Does this I shouldn't boss you around. Oh. Do you want to be our producer? <laughs> <laughs> I think I went to the... Welcome to Rainbow Nation. This Woo! is yay, another yay. podcast. 2019. This is our second podcast, I believe. 20 by teen. 20 by teen? That's the new the hashtag for 2019. Oh, it's is it like the, the year, year of the bisexual bisexualness? Oh. At first, I didn't get it. Like I'll have to admit it. When I yeah. saw 20 by teen, I'm like, mm, I'm not getting this. Like, do you know actual like? That sounds so silly. Do you legit bisexual people? Because I always find it my best friend. Really? Like she and I? Yes. I, okay. I know it sounds like <laughs> and this. <laughs> Accusatory or something because typically you're... do they exist? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, okay, you know, when when I was younger, I was like, oh no, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm bisexual, just because you're so scared to say one or the other. That's actually how my sister came out. Oh, okay. She said she was bisexual, um, and then she went, and then she went full gay. Oh, okay. but yeah, my best friend is bisexual. Nice. And is bisexual. She's staying by staying <laughs> So 20 by teen is awesome. her year. Is her year. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I, okay, so I think we should introduce our okay. guest. That was, that was a pretty good introduction here. So. Oh. <laughs> well, I just um, disagree with you right Gabby. Hi. Nice to be here. Do you want to introduce yourself? My name's Gabby. Do we do last names or do we just do first names? Okay. You so I'm Gabby DeLuca and I'm happy to be here. Yay. 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 So I get to work with Gabby, um, and you are a speech language pathologist. I am. For School District 52. We're yes. very excited to have you. New to Prince Rupert. Yes. You are awesome. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I think of myself as the brown-haired Christine, because <laughs> I also We have do have the hair. same hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we have a great podcast lined up today. I've got some good questions for you. I cool. want to know okay. a lot of things. Oh, wow. Do you want to do your Quentin first or do you want to do that after? Okay, no, I'm going to do Quentin first. Um, we talked a little bit about it, but I don't really know if this is Quentin. It could be Quentin, but I'm obsessed with Sarah, Pulse, Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor's relationship. And she's in a new movie. She's in... Um, Glass. Glasses? Is it glass? glass. No, glass. glass. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Um, it looks amazing. It does look amazing. She looks super fun. I want to be her friend. But I have a lot of questions for her. Like, because that's a big age gap that is between big... the two of them. And I'm not judging the age I gap. I was just going to say. Well, how yeah. old is her partner? 70 something, I think. Yeah. And Lies. she's beautiful. Really? Nope. That's amazing. <laughs> like, they're both beautiful. Said, he said really, and you said nope. No, no, lies. Oh, okay. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's how, a big age gap. Sarah Paulson? 40 something. Yeah. It's like oh. almost a 30 year age gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So think them. about that. Yeah. yeah, good for them. I would also like to add that she was also, she played What's Her Face in the O.J. Simpson, like the American. Yes. Marsha. Um, yes. yes. Yeah. And apparently that she... came from an old file <laughs> in my brain. And then the, the 1990s file that yeah rarely yeah. gets access. 1995. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember. When I was 21. I was <laughs> younger. Younger. <laughs> I just remember watching a lot of that. So, anyways, super okay. excited for them. Yes. They've been together for a while, but it's new news to me. 
I think it's great. It brings up lots of good conversations with friends. Yeah. I even talked with um, Kyle, the massage therapist, about that today. Yeah. Um, but on to other things. I was super excited to read that Imagine Native 2018 has a film festival or they have a bunch of movies out that okay. are Aboriginal. They look super exciting. Two-spirited themes. Um, one in particular that I want to watch is called Fangirl. And it's a Samoan film about a two-spirited person who explores their identity through dance and stuff like that. Wow. Um, but there's four films and they all look really great. So it'd be cool to talk to the Arts Council about that, which you were mentioning. Yeah. That um, it'd be neat to get those films yeah. going in Prince Rupert. Well, there was, um, you know that film, that Haida film that was all done mm-hmm. in Haida? That's going to be playing here. Yeah, mm-hmm. cut, cut something about a knife. Like, oh my gosh. I almost had like a Brian Adams reference. I, that's, I like a just, that's what I was just singing. <laughs> and in that's my about head. Dairy Queen. No, really? that's a, yeah. Oh man, Brian Adams. I know. I went to. You a, see how good he looks now. He I follow him good. on Instagram. Do you really? He's vegan. Yeah. Yeah, those vegans. Um, I went to a Brian Adams concert in Prince George, and he like said that a lot of his first songs are about his job at Dairy Queen and cuts like a knife. <laughs> really? One of them. <laughs> And he was really in love, I think it was, with the cashier at the time. Oh. Wow. Yeah, so that's awesome. Brian Adams got like, a lot of question marks above him, his head, too. Like, he's so reclusive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, does he lives still in live London, in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Still lives in England. Fashion photographer. Wow. Amazing photographer. Yeah, he's done, I think, some photographs for, um, I think it might be the Canadian... Deaf Association, like I could have that wrong, but the, it's at the hearing clinic here, and oh, it's wow. all photos by Brian Adams. Sweet. So, yeah. He makes anyway. us all look bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, what am I doing with my life? No, you're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not working at Dairy Queen. <laughs> Not or cutting. writing hit songs, <laughs> taking amazing photographs. God. Ugh. And my other Being quending, vegan. my other quending topic was um, Myanmar. Am I saying that Myanmar? right? Myanmar. Myanmar. Yeah. Um, had their very first Pride. It wow. was last Saturday, and it was very successful. Where, and they had where's, where's that? Pride floats and uh, Southeast Asia. Thank oh, you. Wow. It used to, uh, Myanmar is uh, what used to be known as Burma. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's my quending. Cool. Those are good quendings. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had quending, but it just went to the, my ears, so... Another time. Another time. Yeah. So, Gabby, welcome to Prince Rupert. Thank you. I love it so far. Awesome. What do you love? Um, uh, what do I love? I love the mist uh, when it's kind of um, traveling over the trees. I think that's one of my favorite things to see. Hmm. Um, I love the harbor. I love the people. Um, yeah, I feel very much a part of the community. I've been here for like, I don't even know, five months. And I uh-huh. have met wonderful people who I care for deeply. Um, yeah, I I love this town. That's and, awesome. Um, I went to the Museum of Northern BC yesterday and I saw Suzo Hickey's uh, exhibit, who I 
fangirled over at the Christmas market, and I think I made her feel maybe a little bit uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> I had never seen her work before, and I was just like, oh, I really like your work. I think it's amazing. And she was like, I'm having a show, and just kind of handed me the postcard <laughs> with like a look of maybe concern on her face. And I was like, I'm sorry. It's just, uh, yeah. So I went Looking to go see her show, mm-hmm. and like the name of the show is I like it up here, or I like it here, or something. And I was like, Yeah, that's. That's how I feel. What is what is the exhibit about? Like, like um, the what are you, I guess subjects or it's all or... Prince Rupert. Oh, okay. So it's all mm-hmm. photo uh, photos. It's all paintings from around Prince Rupert. But oh. some of them are. Um, I was there with a couple of friends, and and one of them was like, she's she was describing the show to us, and it was like she's showing us her process because you can see all like the grid lines in some of the paintings, okay. so you can see kind of how she creates her work and like the layers of color and stuff so it was it was beautiful but also very raw and cool yeah definitely it's we, we need February. to go check it out like it's, we've been talking about it and i've had a few people suggest to have suzo on the podcast oh so i mean i don't know her and i should probably not say, but yeah i would love to hear her yeah, yeah so so we Number need to one right here yeah we need to contact her but that's good that's to awesome. hear yeah so you grew up in Brazil, is that right? I did. I okay. did till I was seven. I, I was there till I was seven, then we moved to Vancouver. Okay, so how many languages do you speak? I speak three languages. I speak English, Portuguese, and Spanish. Nice. Wow. Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> I wish I could NBD. speak French. Yeah. But, no. Well, it's not much of a, well, ignorant comment, but it's not much of a stretch between Spanish and... Portuguese? No. Or French. 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 But all of them, the, all the Romance languages yeah. are sort of... Similar, yeah. kind of like Italian. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my sister-in-law is from France um, and doesn't like it when I speak French because I do it so poorly. Uh-huh. But I try. Yeah, so. no kidding. We'll support you with, with your French. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. <laughs> so what is Brazil like? Like, have you been back? Oh, or, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I was going back about every two years. Um, I haven't been back since 2014, so I'm I'm going next year. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it like? Um, the people are fantastic. Uh, the food is amazing. Mm-hmm. The music is terrific. Mm. Um, I feel very, like I'm very Canadian, but I'm very Brazilian, okay. if that makes mm. any sense. Is like, it mm. LGBT friendly? I think so. I think, I, I think so. I think so. Sao Paulo has the largest mm-hmm. pride parade in the world, I mm-hmm. think. I was actually wow. reading that today. Yeah. That they have a exactly what you just said. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that it's quite friendly, but there's also been some crimes against the LGBT oh, yeah. community too. So Yeah, and I think I think there's um I think there's that idea of like we want to be supportive but also there's this like latin american machismo culture of like Mm. this is the place of women and this is the place of men and brazil um you know historically is 85 percent catholic Mm -hmm. so you've also got that like religious like that background and and ideas floating around but i think there's a lot of um yeah i think there's yeah i think Probably there's probably more crime against LGBTQ people than there are maybe in Canada. Right. But I think it's still very inclusive. And I think the generation that's coming up now mm-hmm. is way more open. 
Yeah. But um, with the new president, who knows? Like, I was planning on not going back until he was now, you know, he's he's only just been elected, but until he's out of office, that just means that I don't get to see my family for yeah. Wow. Yeah. a while. Because he's so anti-gay and anti-women and wow. anti... And just racist and yeah. generally seems like a so horrible like a, person. like a Trump... Yeah, mm-hmm. and they similar to someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. He's been called like the Brazilian Trump. Oh my gosh! So, wow. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. So, how long is the term for? Four years. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, and he he just was, um, what's that called? He was elected. He elected into office or so appointed? Appoint? <laughs> no, elected. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Crazy. Yeah, it's sad. Well, yeah, I always think Brazil is very vibrant. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the people. Uh, like um i remember uh like in the 2000s or whatever i i joined a irc group like do you remember irc oh okay so <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Look at that, like <laughs> internet Tell relay channel internet, internet relay channel so it's basically a chat chat service <clears throat> but it's on irc and it's very very basic but i was on the madonna channel because mm-hmm. I'm a huge Madonna fan. Brazilians love yes! Madonna. Yes! Mm-hmm. Like, we swap files and stuff, and it was like, the more um, rare file, the more, you know, popular you were. So, it's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I, I had, like, a lot of, like, online friends from Brazil, and the, mm-hmm. it was just amazing to hear yeah. some of their experience mm-hmm. as LGBT and stuff like that. But well, I'd love to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd love to take people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was talking to some people, maybe 2020, if you're into it. Ooh, Ooh. 2020. Yeah, we go for carnival. Oh, What wow. time of the year is that? Uh, right before Easter. So it's... Oh, okay. Carnival's a week, like, after Lent, or before Lent. Okay. So again, like, that's that religious bit, right? Oh, I see. But the whole, the whole country goes on a break. And just parties for five days or six that's, days. Wow. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And that's where you see all the floats and the, yeah. the women with the big yeah. costumes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It's it makes me think of the cartoon Rio because my son was <laughs> obsessed with Rio for the longest time. And so there's lots of like images of all of that. And it's yeah. a lot of fun. It yeah. must, must be like costly though to go back and forth. Oh, yeah. 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 It's not a cheap. No. And it takes 24 hours to travel down there because my city Ooh. is um, like. A couple my city is like in the southernmost state oh okay so you have to fly like if you're flying you usually fly vancouver toronto toronto sao paulo sao paulo porto alegre which is where i'm from and so it's about 24 hours of travel oh my goodness which is wow. annoying yeah. but you know well yeah worth it. it's like it's a great place and i definitely think people should go and visit it mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's just like be aware. It's a little bit crime ridden. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like the bad stuff. There's a reason my parents decided to move us here. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I see. But I love it. Yeah, I love it. And if you go, I will do my best to support you. Down <laughs> okay, there. it's amazing. That's us. <laughs> okay, so switching topics. Um, how did you get into SLP work? <laughs> and okay, I'll ask that question first. Okay, and what interest. What interested you into getting into that field? And then I have another question. Okay. So um, I was working as a publicist. Um, I worked in publicity and marketing for nonprofit art organizations in Vancouver. So <clears throat> I worked for um, different theater companies and dance festivals and like art gallery. I did, did a bunch of different things. 
And um, it was really great while I was in my 20s and I wanted to be mm-hmm. at openings and do all this stuff. Right. But um, I wanted, I was getting kind of like, I need something that like gives me a bit more meaning in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I was uh, looking into going back to school and becoming a doctor. And then um, my boyfriend at the time was like, what about speech pathology? And I had never considered it. Um, He had a stutter, like a lifelong stutter. Mm -hmm. And so we started talking about it and I looked into it. And um, I think it's a really great way of helping people, like being a teacher, um, helping people through something that's really, it can be very difficult in their life. Um, But unlike a, like I work in the school district, so unlike a teacher where I have a classroom of 30 kids um, mm-hmm. all the time, I can, I can really build relationships with kids one-on-one, mm-hmm. um, which I, which I really love. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to do something that was a bit more, not that the arts don't help the world, but I wanted to do something that was like, <laughs> that gave, yeah, that gave, yeah. was a bit more meaningful to me. Wow. And so, yeah, I started doing that and went back to school and, and how long is the schooling? It's a two-year master's program. Okay. But I pretty much had to do like a whole BA because mm-hmm. my original undergrad didn't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I went back and did linguistics and psychology. And so I did oh that gosh. for three years. And then I did the master's program. So five years of... Yep. Wow. Yeah. And now I'm here. <laughs> so is that all just in Vancouver? <laughs> did you live anywhere else? No, or? I just did it in Vancouver. I went to UBC. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's very competitive, right? Yeah, to get into the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel I was really lucky. I I ended up because I think because I'm an older person, Mm -hmm. um, I was way more, and partly because of who I am, I think I was pushy, and I looked for volunteer opportunities, and I got to know my professors, and so I got to do, I got to work under um, an amazing psycholinguist um, who does, uh, I shouldn't say experiments, but research on child language so I got Mm -hmm. to do um research on um, infants and how they interpret language and which was really cool um Mm. and then I also got to um meet a professor at the school of speech science and audiology and I worked with a group of people who have aphasia which is a communication disorder um that sometimes happens after stroke or traumatic brain injury so i got to work with them for two years Mm -hmm. so i got a lot i just pushed myself into really finding out about the career because i didn't want to start all this school and then figure out that it wasn't what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. um like before i fully quit my job so yeah it was it was super competitive but i think i i did a lot of stuff to to help Mm -hmm. with that um so my I'm curious, like, what what do you say to families and parents who are concerned about their children or their speech and language development? One thing I've noticed being a parent and being around, you know, parents who have kids of different ages, I think one of the biggest things all parents are concerned about when their kids are little, they're like, you know, they're not talking or my best friend's son was talking at one and my son didn't really talk until after two and... So what would you say to parents? Like, what should you be looking for? Like, new parents? Or... Well, one of the things, it's rather than, like, what you're looking for, it's it's remember to talk to your child. Mm-hmm. So, you know, comment on things. Provide a language-rich environment. Um, read them books. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We read. <laughs> Minimize screen time. <laughs> um, but I think it's, you know, I think 
parents know their kids very well. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're concerned, if you have a concern, there's nothing wrong with getting that checked out. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I think, you know, we have our, like get to know your developmental milestones. So about what age kids typically speak at, um, what, you know, um, what it looks like before kids speak, like there's a, a transition between, you know, babbling and, and speech. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? Um, ask questions. Like it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to ask questions, but also, um, kids develop on their own timeline. So just, you know, your kid best. If you want, if you'd like to have us take a look at them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. chat with them, by all means, bring them in. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I think, I think there's like that tight balance. I'm not a parent, but Mm -hmm. I can imagine, um, like I want my kid, I want the best for my kid. I want my kid to be like quote unquote normal. Like what's normal? What should my kid be doing? What shouldn't my kid be doing? Um, but I think we have to just like also just let them be kids kids and Mm -hmm. develop. Do you think we're talking less as a society? I do. Yeah, I do. I think, um, I think the advent of screens like tablets and stuff, I think Mm. it's really great, but we've, you know, we've seen the research that shows that kids under two shouldn't be looking at screen time. It, it, it messes with their language development, their executive function development. Like we see kids, you know, we have an issue with attention and some of it is because we're expecting things so quickly. Even I, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, Mm. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. why isn't, you know, mm-hmm. or I can, I'll be watching a movie and, and looking at my phone right. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Why isn't it that we can, why can't we watch a, a two hour long movie without yeah. reaching for your Reaching phone. for something else. Right. Do you do that too? I do, yeah. Yeah. I was doing it this morning, like, I had something on in the background, I was having coffee, having breakfast, and then I was like looking at my phone, mm-hmm. kind of laughing at jokes, and I'm like, oh, right, yeah. Oops. Yeah, like I listen to the radio every morning. <clears throat> And I'm also like listening to the radio, drinking coffee, and like scrolling through stuff. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for boredom. Um, I think creativity comes out of not having anything to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think I think we're talking less, we're reading less. Um, screens. We also have issues with fine motor development. Because rather than having kids draw a lot, mm. we're having them scroll. So right. those swipe. simple things mm-hmm. of, yeah, scroll or swipe. So yeah. I think, yeah, but that's my opinion, which mm-hmm. is somewhat based in research. And mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, I was in um, a store the other day and a lady walked past me and, and she had her little person in a stroller and the baby had a phone like and it was like maybe a 14 month old kid and I thought oh my gosh what about just your kid being in a buggy and looking around Mm -hmm. and you know yeah yeah. thinking yeah yeah yeah. oh look yeah there's the soup yeah Yeah. let's get soup you know like I think I you know I also feel awkward saying this because I'm not a parent I I know that it's really hard nowadays with work and life and all these things, sometimes it's easier to just say like, just watch this for a bit no. so that I can have yeah. some time, you know? So I, I can't imagine what it's like to have to juggle all these things. Right. 
Um, and so it is kind of, it's it maybe like the easier thing to keep, to keep them occupied because, mm-hmm. you know, in an ideal world, when our, when our kids are developing, we're spending time with them all the time. Like, but reading that, that's not just kids reading. That's like you interacting with your mm-hmm. child and reading. Yeah. Right. And we, sometimes it's, sometimes people are working two jobs. Sometimes right. other things mm-hmm. are going on. And yeah. so that idea of, you know, we don't, we don't live in a world where, where screens don't exist. Yeah. So we have yeah. to find a balance, I think. Right. But I still strongly advocate for no screens before the age of two, which yeah. is hard. I I'd really like to see, like, um, like I would take this course, like learning how to write again, like long-form writing. Oh, like handwriting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Penmanship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Cursive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom know. has beautiful handwriting, and it it was because it was a requirement back then yeah. too, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. sorry, mom, back then. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like she just has this beautiful writing, yeah. and my grandpa yeah. had it mm-hmm. too. And my writing's kind of not well, so how good. How often do you write now? Right. Like, yeah, not very you often. You know, we don't have to write no. very much. Sometimes I'm even like, how do I hold a pencil? <laughs> Yeah, well, my signature is a mess. Now yeah, because I don't have to do it. I think everyone has like that doctor signature now. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, big mm-hmm. swipe. I'm yeah. trying to be more aware of devices, like even for myself, and putting them away, or yeah, you know, mm-hmm. having them out of the bedroom. Yeah. And I've had like, a, um, I think the longest I've gotten is like a week. Like after dinner, I'll put my phone down. And just mm-hmm. like leave it, mm-hmm. and then set the alarm and go to bed or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I put my phone on do not disturb from I think it's nine p.m. until seven a.m. No. Mm-hmm. So then I hear no buzzes or anything yeah. like that, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Yeah. Which is smart. Yeah. My my sister actually, she and her friends had this thing where they would if they went out for brunch, they'd all put their phones in the middle of the table. Yeah. And whoever actually reached for their phone had to buy brunch had to buy food for everybody <laughs> oh that's a good rule <laughs> and then it's like you know this is the time that we're spending together yeah, yeah, as a group yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. if you have to check your phone yeah you're gonna buy breakfast for everybody exactly yeah so that's an option too <laughs> good tips yeah <laughs> what is the most common school age speech issue uh, what's the most common school age speech issue? I don't even know if that's a uh, nice question. <laughs> well, I, the thing is, we see so much. I think the most common thing that people think of when they think of a speech issue is someone not being able to say their sounds correctly yeah. or a stutter. So, you know, um, instead of saying rabbit, kids say wabbit right. or, or kids who have a stutter. But um, we work with everything. The idea, like you know language is so pervasive in our lives and we i think we take a lot of it for granted Mm. um you know there's kids who don't know how to categorize and we don't realize how important that is for school or are unable to follow directions and Mm. so like you know there are things that are common so or things that we think about that are kind of Mm -hmm. visible and then things that are invisible um so I don't know if there's like a common thing, but I think if we're thinking about speech, we're thinking producing sounds and mm-hmm. and how it sounds versus mm. um, like, you know, I can think of some kids that I worked with during my practicum who 
if 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 you showed them a boat, uh, pictures of new, like let's say a sailboat, a motorboat, and a um, a car, and you said, okay, which ones of these things are similar? They wouldn't be able to figure that out. Wow. And so that to me is worrisome, mm-hmm. right? And and we don't think of that as we don't we don't think of that when we think about speech and language. The idea of like, well, we have to figure out like right. things that are same, things that are right. different. Um, sentence structure how do we how do we put together a cohesive sentence how can we read something or listen to something and take out what the main ideas are Um, and this is all stuff that we try and help with yeah and that's only school age stuff like if you're thinking um, you know medical SLPs we work a lot in swallowing so that's called dysphagia so difficulty swallowing and you can work from from birth to death and um and then communication disorders after traumatic brain injury or um, after strokes. So wow. We do a lot of different things. With your like uh, three languages, mm-hmm. do you have like is are most of your people that you work with uh, just English or are they like actual? Oh no, yeah. Um, Everyone, everyone I work with is generally in like in English. But one of my dreams is to be able to to practice in Portuguese, right? And yeah. just see how things are done down there. So I'd like to almost do like a work trip. Oh my see. gosh, that must be like brain split, right? Because I mean, they're so different in structure mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything else. So yeah, that'd be but, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, and again, like a lot of the material that we have for assessment Mm. um was created by americans so even like trying to do assessments in canada you you have to take into account or like again in prince rupert where we have like like 60 percent of our population is indigenous Mm. so it's like okay well these were these tests were created for like midwestern white kids (laughs) yeah so like what what do they have to do with the kids here and it's the same thing if these tests were created for midwestern american white kids what do they have to do with kids in chile or brazil or africa so i'm really interested to see how this how this gets done in different areas wow yeah it's pretty cool that is very cool how long (laughs) yeah i have another so if you were someone who has had a stroke or Mm -hmm. um a brain injury how long would that process take in terms of learning how to speak again or or I guess it would depend on an individual basis but yeah um it depends it like so that's a really good question and it's a question that gets asked a lot Mm -hmm. um and there's no answer because it depends on the size of the lesion Mm -hmm. where in the brain it happened so we have a couple areas in our brain that are specifically but not specifically because the whole brain works together, but that are related to language. Mm -hmm. So we have Broca's area, which is kind of um, in your temporal parietal lobe, which is, I can't, it's, so it's one area that's kind of in the front and that has to do with um, like producing words. Mm -hmm. And then we have Wernicke's area, which is kind of closer to the um, auditory area of the brain. And that's more with like comprehending words. Mm. So, and they're both, they're both they they work together so that we can make co- like yeah. coherent sentences come Hello. out of our, our mouths. Yeah. If if you have a, a lesion that's 
or a, um, a stroke or an injury to those areas, to one of those areas, you can have a type of aphasia, which is that communication disorder. Um, Broca's aphasia ends up being more like they know what they want to say, but they have a hard time producing it. Right. And it can come out kind of piecemeal. Um, Wernicke's aphasia is more like it comes out like very fluent speech, but it's nonsensical sometimes. Um, so both of those are like the different, the two kind of main types of aphasia that we have. Mm. There's a lot of other ones, but those are kind of like the base ones. And, um, if you have like a small injury and they're able, you know, with, with the drugs that we have for stroke, like if you have a stroke, if you get to the hospital within four Mm -hmm. hours, they can administer a drug and it, it helps with like decreasing symptoms. If you have a full stroke, it, sometimes you have a stroke that hurts the entire brain mm-hmm. or um, hurts the brain in specific areas. Um, and so it, it really depends on the, the type of lesion that you have. And then some people after 20 years are totally fine. Some people after 20 years um, have no speech still. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really depends on the person and the, the lesion. And, and yeah. Right. Yeah. Super fascinating. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love, love, love working with adults. Like I love working with kids, but I loved working with adults. I think it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, and also too, like just difficulty swallowing, um, with my son, I've experienced that and he has a hard time chewing and swallowing food and, and just learning more about that is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite things, too. I got to, um, in my last placement, I was at Kelowna General Hospital, and I got to spend some time in the um, neonatal unit mm-hmm. and like got to see how they kind of teach preemie babies, how they assess their swallowing and stuff, um, which was super cool and interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> so do you see yourself staying here for a bit or are you gonna like just... i love prince rupert no and i kind and of... suzo and <laughs> oh my god I'm, just I'm so embarrassed um yeah i would i would like to stay here i would like to stay here oh my god she's gonna think what actually me. okay what brought you here like just the opportunity like a job posting i wanted to live somewhere smaller yeah i I got to live up in Whitehorse for two months okay. and I really liked it up there. So I knew I wanted to be Northern. I wanted to be in a smaller community mm-hmm. and, um, I had a few job offers and I was one of my friends is from here. And once she kind of started telling me about Prince Rupert, I was like, this sounds like the place for me. Wow. So, right and on. you know, thank goodness for Alex Dillon Wes, because she was right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Alex. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Crazy. I'd like, yeah, if you guys see of any Is this the, any small, the smallest? Place that I've lived? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I went to school in Nova Scotia okay. and that was a town of 8,000 when the university was in. But it's university wow. town, so it feels oh, yeah. different. Crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I don't even know what our population is in these 12,000. Well, according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It I feels like it right. should be less. Really? For some reason, yeah. Hmm. I, I still why. think, like, I think this is a really good-sized city. I don't feel like I miss anything, you know? I feel like there's way too much stuff to do. 
Like, I'm I don't feel bored. like I run into people all the time. Like, if you go downtown, I mean, sometimes you run into people nonstop, yeah. but I still feel no. when you go downtown, you don't always see everybody. It depends, I guess, on certain times. I think for yeah. me, that kind of comes into effect when I go to the airport because I never know <laughs> anyone at the airport. I'm like, who are these people? They live in Prince Rupert? Why, why don't we just meet them now? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you from here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Point of news. Cool. Mm. What about you? Uh, I've been here since I was five, so oh, yeah. pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned to me that you're interested in helping out with the GSAs. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Prince Rupert in terms of a LGBT-friendly town? Um, well, I've met a lot of people... And I don't know if it's just because of, like, I have a lot of LGBTQ people in my life, but, <laughs> but I've met a lot of like people. you attract. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. bring them mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think from the people that I've met, I think there's there's a good community here. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I've only been here for five months, and mm-hmm. I I don't know like. It's a smaller town. Mm-hmm. Um, I you tell me, what do you think? <laughs> I think we're pretty friendly. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you're you came with. Well, if you're saying it's a, a, you know, good for the five months that you've been here, because it's the five months of like hibernation, right? Yeah, the <laughs> so good weather's coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the longer days. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in terms of just people, I have met again so many welcoming, kind mm-hmm. people. Um, that my experience of Prince Rupert is as well-rounded. as a well as a welcoming town, so that's what I'm expecting for LGBTQ people as well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think well, just like with anywhere though, there's like the yeah whatever, but. Yeah. I'm trying not to dwell on that. Yeah. It so. can't be it can't be perfect, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not like Smallville. Was Smallville perfect? Well, you know the like the movie Smallville? Mm-hmm. Or oh, is it Smallville? It was a TV series. Like the one it? with Superman? No, no, no. The, oh, the movie Pleasantville. Pleasantville, thank you. Yeah. Smallville. <laughs> I was like, I'm like Either Superman. Way. <laughs> 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 what does Aquaman have to do with this? <laughs> If Superman was here, everything would be perfect. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. On side note, for um, Quending, I just remembered mm-hmm. my Quending is um, the the drag queen superhero from Marvel. Do you guys hear about that? No. Marvel has like a drag queen superhero now. Really? They're creating called Shade. Ooh. Right. Nice name. You just hear you're a fan for or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Whatever. But wow. Yeah, it just came to my head. But I don't really know a lot about it. I just saw, you know, like pictures. More, more info for next time. Yeah. But how cool is that though, right? That's it's super, super cool. cool. And I'm super obsessed with drag right now. Like I've been watching little CBC documentaries on really, hey? um, Canadian, on Gem, you know, the new CBC Gem app or whatever. I was just checking it out the other day on my TV and I stumbled across... Um, there's a little show about drag queens and oh, really? through the provinces and oh. stuff. So I've been watching it and it's so fascinating. Like, yeah. 
from the makeup to the careers yeah. to the show. Did you watch that Pose show? No. I, I tried to, but then sadly I'm I'm a really bad homosexual and I didn't like it. I haven't watched it, but I heard it was really good. <laughs> well, yeah, like everyone's like, like the acting was so yeah. great because yeah. it's all like real people, right? right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think that, that was my problem. I was expecting like this, whatever. But it, it's a very, um, very organic and very, um, I don't know how else to describe Grassroots. it. Grassroots. Yeah, like it's very specific. It's very uh, for a very specific audience. And for a lot of people to say, oh, you know, you should support this or whatever. I'm like, no, why should mm-hmm. I support it? I don't, I don't know anything about New York City 1980s. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's where it's based on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, like... I mean, that sounds amazing in theory, which is phenomenal. But then it's, I think it's Ryan Murphy. Yeah. So is but that the only reason why it got picked up? Yeah. I'm so cynical. It's okay. But speaking, we need people like yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the drag, one of the cool thing, things that I loved about um, during Pride, like for for August, like in in BC yeah. here, or Vancouver specifically, is um, I think it was CBC. They actually have uh, like a series, so they would showcase stuff for L- across the LGBT mm-hmm. community, and one of them was uh, drag. So uh, a re- reporter would go to. Uh, a performer's house, you know, you'd say, "Hey, come on in," and then to- totally show the whole process, oh, and then that's what I think I'm I'm super obsessed with right now is the process and the makeup. Yes, it's absolutely like, amazing. YouTube, I can binge hours on YouTube yeah. for you know drag queens getting ready, and yeah, if you ever look look for for one, um, there's I mean, there's so many, especially under the the RuPaul's Drag Race kind of umbrella of mm-hmm. you know, uh, talent. But one of them is, uh, her name is Pearl, and she is, like, they're all phenomenal, but she is just so specific and so funny, and just, it's, yeah. So, it'd be really cool to have, like, a performance of drag or something here, eventually. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. 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 And to have a possible drag queen on our podcast. It's my dream. Um, Thank you so much, though, for being an ally coming on the podcast today and talking to us about your career, Brazil. If you go back, we're going <laughs> to You're all invited. I'm practice my Portuguese. Tudo bem. Whatever that that's, means. I mean, <laughs> that's the only thing my, my friend's mom knows how to say to me. It just means like, tudo bem means all right. Oh, like okay. everything's good. That's what I'm going to say now. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. This yeah. was fun. Anytime. So we get to high five. Yes. We get to do a selfie. Horrible high five. And thought it was a three way high five. Twenty by teen. Twenty by teen. Yes. I don't know enough about the bisexual world. (laughs) Well she